Good. All right. Thank you all uh, for being here. Before we get rolling, I want to um, – and they celebrated in here yesterday afternoon, but I want to congrats Nikki and, and the women's soccer team on the Big 12 championship. Wish them the best of luck. Take on the Hokies here on uh, Sunday. Um, and if you haven't seen Jordan's uh, winning goal, I would check that out. Uh, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. As, as the father of a aspiring soccer player, um, my daughter, she was pretty fired up, and and she should have been. That was that was pretty incredible, really. Um, Iowa State, um, you know, losing stinks, I, and I and I hate it. I hate it for our staff. Hate it for our players. Uh, when you invest and things don't go the way you want them to go, um, it, it stinks. And and there's no other way to say that. Thought our guys competed hard. Um, three point game in the fourth quarter. Uh, we were aggressive there, and um, and we just didn't finish. We had opportunities to win the game. Uh, special teams. I thought Oliver had a really good day. Uh, continues. Uh, I think a really good freshman year. Uh, he had two punts inside the ten. I think our co- coverage units are a strength. I thought we covered punts and uh, and kickoffs really well. Put pressure on their punter. Um, causing him to miss hit some balls. He had two penalties. The running into the punter not a big deal, but obviously the the roughing the punter was big, um, and it was it was it was a correct call. Um, we wanted to be aggressive there, trying to create something. We've been close uh, two other times, and we were close, but but um, kind of got hit by the side. But the but the letter of the law is or the letter of the rule is that that's that's roughing the punter. So uh, offensively, just poor performance. Uh, I think Justin Johnson was the only guy that really stood out. Uh, playing above what he's capable or uh, you know to his capabilities um, thought he ran really hard he was good in protection um, probably deserving of having more carries but I thought he did a nice job we just never got in a rhythm didn't make plays you know lost a bunch of one-on-ones whether it was up front um, at the receiver position tight end um, you know JT was off um, and so just what not a good day y'all watched it um, and I think we got to do a better job giving them a chance. Um, they're good on defense. Like, Iowa State's really good on defense. Um, but just not a good performance. Defensively, I thought for four quarters – or for three quarters, played played at a high level. I thought we carried over the energy that we had in the second half versus TCU uh, for three quarters. Uh, I thought in the fourth quarter we kind of pressed. Uh, we, we played really good team defense. Not that we played perfect by any means, but we played good team defense for three quarters. Then the fourth, we tried to make some plays rather than doing our job, and uh, and that's where a couple of those runs squirted out. Um, you know, we're thin in the secondary, and, and and they they went after some of our new pieces and, and had some success there late. Uh, I thought we played better up front. Uh, Dante, Taj, um, Jordan Jefferson, Bartlett, um, they all played well. All played well. Um, and I thought Ruffin and, and Burks and, and Marcus Floyd played some of their best football of the year. Um and we just have to, we had find ways we have find ways to create takeaways, you know. Uh, Iowa State had some turnover issues coming in the game, and they don't they don't turn it over at all. And we had three opportunities there, and we didn't take advantage of them. Um, and so that's kind of the story of that one. Oklahoma, uh, glad to be back home. You know, we've uh, we only got two home games left, and and I was on, on a, doing something on a, on the uh, another media deal the other day. And just talking about home football games in our state, we only have six of them. You know, there's some other teams that have more home games. We only have six every year, and they're events in our state. And we haven't played as well as we want to, but but our fans, you know, I'd encourage them. All four of our home games have been entertaining. You know, the Towson game was a blowout, but the other three games have come right down to the end. Um, 
and and we've played well and they've been entertaining they haven't always gone the way we want them to but they've been entertaining and 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 i hope our people show up um our guys are going to play hard and uh it's going to be an entertaining game got a traditional power in oklahoma coming in and uh i think offensively you start with them it's dylan gabriel um he's He's a dual threat guy. He can run. He's got a quick release, uh, really strong arm. Um, the running back Gray, in, who transferred a year ago from Tennessee, um, he's doing it in both the running and the passing game. They're running the ball well. They they always they always um, you know Bill Beanbow who was here. Some of you guys know him. I think he does a, a great job. Um, and they're running the ball well. I think the tight end, Willis, is having an all-conference type of season. And then always, always talented wide out. And Mims is leading no charge. And and they're going to play really fast. And so, obviously, we had our struggles with that against Texas Tech. So, we got to be better there. Um, defensively, they're multiple. Um, they have the, the, the traits that you see in a, in a, in a Venables defense. They're going to be aggressive. Uh, they're going to be multiple. Uh, they're going to be uh, new each week. And uh, – they get they've got a lot of team speed. They run really well at all three levels. Um, they get a, they run in a bunch of defensive linemen. They're long. They have great length, um, and they're creating negative plays. That's the probably the scariest piece about their defense is they're just creating a lot of negative plays, tackles for losses, um, and then special teams wise, their punter and kicker are probably as good um, as anybody in our league, maybe the best. You know, um, and so and they've got elite returners with Mims and 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 those guys back there. Uh, Jaleel Farouk is doing a nice job on kickoff returns too. So huge challenge for us. Um, attitude of the team is, is positive. We went back, we had practice on Sunday, um, and, and it's about hey, we got three games left in the season. Really not looking for anything after that. We're just saying hey, let's 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 do the best we can this week. And we need to perform better on Saturday. And to do that, you got to practice and prepare. Um, but the mentality of the team was good. Uh, they were good. Not pleased with the results, but but had a good work day. Uh, had a good lifting this morning, and, and we'll be back to work this afternoon. So, Greg, start us off there. Just to sort of follow up that, you know, obviously everyone sort of assumes when things aren't going well, mm-hmm. it's all gloom and doom. But the reality of between coaches and players, what, what is yeah, that? Yeah, so I think it's just how, you know, I, I, this is – and I think I even may even said this uh, maybe on the radio show. I get, um, I'm sure it was to Caridi. I see him more than I need to probably. He, he probably sees me more than he wants to. Um, but uh, I can say that because he's back there behind me in the radio right now, so he can't he can't have a remark. But um, you know, I, I think the way I look at it is this: um, you know, football football problems are you know those are better than 99.9 percent of other people's problems. So um, I'm not going to get too hung up on them. You know, I hate it because the investment level's high. You know, I said that at the opening there. Um, and when things don't go the way you want them to go, that's disappointing. But you always have next, you know. And, and this week, the thing that's great and the reason why, you know, I really believe our guys um, are excited is because Oklahoma. And you have an opportunity to do something that hasn't been done since we joined the Big 12. You know, we haven't beaten West Virginia – or West Virginia hasn't beaten Oklahoma. Uh, since joining the Big 12. Now, a couple big wins before joining the Big 12, and, and obviously we know about those. And um, But this team has the opportunity to be the first one to win since joining the Big 12. So I think that is, is added incentive. So the fix is offensively from yeah. the problems on Saturday. Start with the, getting the run game healthy again. Well, I, so I think – so. First of all, well, th- Justin played well. Like he, he was not – the running back position was not the issue. All right, so I think it starts with a couple things. We've got to get a better rhythm, so we've got to do – we've got to get – we've got to play at a, at a faster tempo. We were really, really slow um, 
on Saturday. So we've got we've got to get going faster, right? And and then we've got to be able to execute, but we got to cha- we got to be able to change the picture um, and make it more difficult on the defense. You know, we didn't move, we didn't motion and 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 do some adjustments um, as much as we had in the past. We need to do that. You know, I think it it's it's harder to defend. Uh, we got to push the ball downfield more, um, and we've got to we've got to do some things off our run game. You know, we our run game the the final stats don't look very good, right? But we only had forty nine plays in the game, which it's just crazy to me. We only had forty nine plays in the game, and so the running we actually, even though the numbers are poor, like our per attempt was not like bad like you normally have in those type of games, um, and so. We've got to continue to do that. We've got to get some things on the edge. You know, they did a really good job slamming the, their ends inside on us. Um, um, and we got after them pretty good a year ago. And to their credit, they were ready to go. All right? And they had some answers for some things that we did a year ago versus those guys. Um, and and they gave us a lot more four-man front than they played. I, I don't ever – I in my time watching them in four years, I don't remember seeing them on a four-man front as much as they were against us. Um, but with that said, we've got to do a better job of moving our pieces and taking shots down the field. And we got to, we got to convert them on third downs. You look at a lot of those drops we had, they were on third downs. A lot of the missed throws we had were on third downs. And when you're in those possession games, like where it's back and forth and neither offense was doing a whole lot, you got to be able to convert third downs, if nothing less, to, to get some better field position. You mentioned JT was off, you know, what, what was kind of happening with him and pushing the ball downfield? You know, that's been an issue at times this year. Yeah. So... You know, I think in I think the as far as him being off, I think that's you have to ask him. Now, they got some pressure. Um, number nine, I thought he was the McDonald was the player of the game. You know, uh, we did a great job neutralizing him a year ago, and just didn't do as good a job this year. Um, and he he was probably the single biggest factor in the entire football game. And um, and lived up to his belly. He'll be a first-team all-conference player, and and he was uh, as big a reason why they won that game as anybody. And so, um, but JT, he was just off. You know, he, he really was. Uh, I think that that uh, they got to him, and, and, and they got some pressure up the middle on him. Um, we had some drops there, you know, that um, those hurt the quarterback as well. And he's got to play better. You know, he's got to play better. I think we can do some things, get him some easier completions, like move him out of the pocket and do some things like that to help him out. Um, I do say, I do, I will say this. I, I, I think the kid's going to bounce back and play well this week. I really do. I think, um, had a good mindset on Sunday, you know, good mindset this morning. I think he'll come back and, and he'll play really well this week. Injuries? Any update on that? Uh, so, yeah, so Gmitter's still going to be out. Uh, Davis Mallinger had surgery. He's going to miss a significant piece of time. He'll be out for the rest of this season. Um, Tony Mathis and Lance Dixon uh, will return this week, and uh, I would say Woods is kind of questionable. That's how that's how I would kind of. Anybody else that y'all have questions about? Aubrey left. Yeah, he's he's he yeah he returned even returned the the second time, and yeah he'll he'll practice today, and he's gonna be okay. When you when you have um, an offense that was sputtering a little bit, and it, you made it clear it wasn't JT by himself, but. What's the mechanism in the conversation like where to get a spark? You can change a guard or, or a receiver yeah. that might, might make the change. The quarterback may lift things up. Yeah, we put him in. You know, probably uh, could have put Garrett in maybe a series earlier once the game was kind of decided. 
Um, I thought Garrett, and I probably should have included him with Justin. I thought Garrett came in and and played well. That was an impressive drive there at the end of the game. They had their they had their starters in, and he moved he maneuvered down, made a couple of nice runs, uh, made two the final two plays of the game we had offensively. He threw a a seam ball to Reese that he threaded, and then he extended a play, kind of read it wrong, but then extended a play and threw the corner, and that was an impressive throw to Sam for the touchdown. And so um, we've been playing him more. You know, I don't know what his final snap count was. I should have probably had that in front of me. But it was, I think, ballpark 15 or so. Um, and he's given us a spark when he's played. And he's got great energy. He really does. And he's got he's got a tool set, and he's getting better as a quarterback. And he's helped us uh, playing some slot receiver and, and some running back, too. Does the touchdown drive at the end of the first half maybe change the decision or maybe the conversation at halftime? Yeah, it does. Yeah, because we went – and so we struggled there. We had a dry spell there in the first half, too. Okay, we had an opening drive where a holding penalty killed us on third and two. So we had a productive drive to start the game. The holding penalty knocks us back. Then we then we sputtered. Um, but it was kind of a back and forth. Then it was 10 to nothing, and we scored 10 to seven. So um, you're kind of like, all right, here we go. And and had some things that we thought, okay, we got to feel for how they're playing. Um and then we came back and really didn't have a positive drive to the end of the game in the second half. And so that's when, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, you know, the game was, you know, it was 24 to, you know, seven there. I probably should have put him in just to get him some, get him some work. Do you think there's any more – because obviously JT is, is a veteran and there's no – no one's going to make excuses necessarily, but with all the injuries the team has dealt with and there are – some that have speculated that maybe something that, that could arise is JT hasn't played this many games in a season in no. a while as well. It, just to clarify, is is he banged up at all? Is no, I think he's healthy. No. Would you say it's more the culmination of all the injuries you're dealing with, guards, running backs, that certainly can play mm-hmm. into struggling for an offense or just what else is going yeah, on? Yeah, I, I don't think we played very well. You, and, again, you'd have to ask him about injuries. I don't try to speak on – you know, from a playing perspective, whether an injury has affected him, I don't see that. You know, I don't think I don't think he played his best, um, but I don't think it was due to an injury. But you'd have to ask him, Mike. I think I think ask him. Um, but I, I just it'd be real easy to come up here and say, man, we you know we had a couple of running backs out, and you know one of our guards didn't play, and O'Laughlin's out, and but to be honest with you, that that's not the reason why we played poorly. We played poorly because we had a really difficult time blocking them at the point of attack, and and some of that schematically, and some of that is is we just didn't play with good, very good fundamentals, and then we didn't execute in the pass game at all. You know, we didn't throw it well enough, we didn't catch it well enough, we didn't protect it well enough, and so um, I just you know I refused to because we had some guys out. And it's no different in the, in the in the defensive secondary. Like we've been a revolving door. We've had more injuries in our defensive secondary than I can ever remember as a coach. Like even as assistant coach, I don't ever remember having this type of injuries. But here's the thing: like they don't put asterisks by it. They don't say, "Oh, well, they give it 300 yards passing." Well, they, they had four guys out. Well, I don't think any of y'all are writing that, and or nor is I don't think anybody's giving us any credit for that. Right? It's just kind of the way it is. And so, bottom line is, you just whoever the next guy is, they got to play. You know, and they got to play, and we got to put them in a position to be successful. But our injuries um, are not the reason we struggled. Iowa State got after us, and we didn't play well enough in, in any any level other than maybe Justin Johnson and Garrett Green. Neil, you, uh, you mentioned the mentality of the team still being still being good, especially mm-hmm. coming into this week. How about the coach? Uh, 
you know, you've kind of been a lightning rod this week. Uh, any? I'm a lightning rod, Bob. I thought it was. I thought it was because election day, man. I thought. Was, I thought. I thought it was election day. Now, is there? Is there? Here's the thing. Are you asking me like, yeah, so you're asking me how I'm handling it. Here's, here's what I'll tell you is same thing. I told uh, Greg earlier. Um, I hate losing, like losing. It it makes everything difficult to deal with. All right. Um, And I hate it because the people in this building are investing a lot. Um, I hate it because um, really haven't had to experience that very often. And so, um, does does now what people say that doesn't necessarily affect me but the losing like that that that's painful to go through right in in transparency um but i refuse to let it i just i think there's you know i just think there's a lot less there's a lot more things out there that um people have to be down about so when i come in this building i refuse to to be negative i I refuse to let anybody in here we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves we're not you know as coaches or as players and the bottom line is we're going to go and and do everything we can to prepare to win a game all right to win a game this week it happens to be oklahoma this week and so we've got to do everything within our power as as the head coach coordinators whatever all the way down the staff to and then our players they gotta they gotta prepare they gotta practice and they gotta perform on saturday and that's that's the focus so to me i just kind of get lost in the work and i think i think failure um is temporary unless you accept it and like i just i refuse to accept it family wise you know this again they get on social media yeah unfortunately i try to like i try to limit i try to uh you know, you nah, you can't, you can't block it. You just have real conversations. Like that's a, that's a real conversation you have, you know, you know, Dax is kind of, he's sheltered from him, but my daughters have to deal with, my wife has to deal with it. Um, you know, for me, you know, and that's where it really is bothersome when you're talking about uh, my family or really the, the families of the staffs that are involved. And, and to a certain extent, too, um, not to a certain full extent, is the players' families, too. And the, what I try to, to, to relay to, to my, my daughters and, and my wife, and, and I talk to our players about this a good bit, is, is the, these, they're not attacking you personally. Even though they may at you and your name is and it's your Twitter account and all that kind of stuff or your Instagram or whatever else they have these days, but like it's not personal. Like, and if you if you allow that to be personal, that's on you, all right, or that's on me because most people, and I would say almost all people that are doing that type of activity on social media, they don't know you, right? They don't know me. And so it would be foolish of me to take that personal. It would be foolish of our players to take that personal. Um, what it is is they're not pleased with the product, and that's fair. Okay, that's fair. And so that's kind of how, like, I talk to our, our my kids about it and our team about it. Um, and, you know, it's something you got to deal with. And if you're going to be in the public eye, you know, and that's something you got to deal with. You got you to deal with the highs and you got to deal with the lows as well. On the topic of asterisks and explanations and everything you mentioned there, um, I mean, how would you explain three and six and where things are and what what's left to do? Yeah, change for the rest of the way. Yeah, so I think that you know, going back to, I think we're capable and we show we're capable of playing good football, and 
beat a really good Baylor team here. Um, you know, it's ten to seven, and we have an opportunity to get the ball at, at midfield on the on the rough and the punter, um, and with an opportunity to to do something positive. Um, you know, we've lost some close games, and so like I don't think that anybody within our program has lost um, vision of the fact that where we can compete and beat anybody in our league. And so that's the positive. Now, have we had injuries? Yes. Um, you know, you know, are we going to move some pieces around, you know, and, and keep trying to find some solutions to for those injuries? The, an, the answer is yes. Um, and I think what you look at is, like, all you do is you focus on the week at hand. You know, and I, and I told our – I told our – our team this on on Sunday and I'll repeat it again today is like it's it's natural tendency you start kind of worrying about or right, what's next what's but you're doing yourself a really big injustice because you got to worry you got to you got to be where your feet are and really worry about the here and now and and that's and that's what that's what we're doing like we'll worry about you know long terms and things like that and and future years and all those things we'll worry about that at the end right now it's about man we got to find a way to beat oklahoma you know as a staff like how do we put our players in the best position to go beat oklahoma as a player how do i get myself prepared to go beat oklahoma and do my job you know is there is there any consideration to put garrett in a quarterback before a game is out of hand that, yeah you know um you know you have those discussions you know and i think that the jt earned the starting quarterback position you know, and, and there's been some times where I think he's played that position as well as anybody in our league uh, this year. It wasn't the case on Saturday, you know. And I think Garrett is getting better and, and deserves probably the opportunity to play a little bit more. But but JT's our starting quarterback, and he will on, he'll, he'll be on Saturday. That could potentially change as the season progresses. I know you're going week to nah, week. No, like, we're just, like, we'll worry about next week and the following week. Oklahoma, JT's going to start. And it, and I'll say this, and I, and I said this, Keenan, earlier, is, like, I really believe JT's going to play well. I think he's going to – I think he's going to really play well. Um, we're going to we're gonna put him in a position where, you know, I think our receivers are going to play well here. I know our O-line's going to play better. And so – but I mean, there's really not a question within this building. Like he's he's going to be the starter, and and the thing is too is like our players really believe in him, which I think is important. You know, no, no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe because we practice in the stadium. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. We, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of teams play better at home. Um, you know why? Why is that the case? Um, I don't have a perfect answer for it, but uh, we have played better. You're accurate in that. What were you gonna say, John? Because the Oklahoma has given up 200 yards a game on the ground. Is that the first place you looked at and said, "Okay, why?" Well, I think that um, the numbers are skewed a little bit um, in those two, in that two game stretch they had. You know, versus uh, Texas and TCU, and and really they've changed quite a bit. Um, from the Kansas game on, and so those, that's kind of where we focused. I've seen, you know, I've watched the TCU and the in the Texas game, but really where kind of focused has been after that because structurally they've they've kind of changed what they're doing and doing fewer things. Um, Baylor ran the ball well, you know, against them, um, and and I think that's kind of what our strength is right now too is running the football, even though our numbers weren't great. 
uh, on Saturday. But I think when we've played really good football offensively, it's been because we've established a run game. What does Tony's return mean to that running game? Well, it's going to help. You know, the one thing that he does is he's a he's a downhill runner. Uh, he's physical, really good in short yardage. Um, the other thing too is, um, you know, after JT, he probably is 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 you know after JT and Zach, um, but you know, and from a skill position standpoint, after JT, Tony's probably um, the leader among those guys. You know, he he's vocal. He's got a real positive energy about him. Um, he's kind of been patient and put a bunch of work in. And he's a guy that, that works really hard. He's worked really hard in his rehab. And so uh, just having him in the lineup brings up not only the running back position, but also the tight ends and the receivers and because they look at him as a, as a guy that they believe in. Does the return of Tony – and I ask this because mm-hmm. prior to last week, there was a conversation a lot about the running back lack of depth, potentially opening up a door for, for Garrett to, to see time and try to help mm-hmm. the running game. Does the return of Tony impact Garrett's usage in any way? Yeah. Or is that just how the game will unfold? No, nah, Garrett, Garrett will still – we're going to still get him in the mix. It's the same thing we've been uh, – I guess it's for about the last four weeks or so, just trying to get him some playing time. You know, So we'll still use Garrett. Uh, Jalen Anderson came in. And uh, didn't get the ball a whole lot, but was really physical in the run game, too. I was proud of in, in pass protection and a couple of key runs where Garrett had it. Jalen was really physical. Yeah, what's it say about Tony, you know, in this age of the portal, mm-hmm. to stick here as a backup behind Letty for a couple yeah. of years and, and grow into that leader like you were talking about and, and a productive player? Yeah, well, I think he's patient. And I think he's about the right things. He, he's a guy that um, he works extremely hard, loves the way Rome. Um his, he's he's really made himself a player, um, and he's take he takes coaching. You know, Chad's done a, re, a really good job with him. He takes coaching, and like I said, he's about the right things, man. He shows up and he works every single day, and um, he he's he's a good one to have in a leadership position. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of guy from a work ethic standpoint that you want other younger players looking at, going, oh, okay, that's how it's done. Well, I think that they, they obviously like him, you know, and I think the thing that Chad does is he's really consistent on ha- on his approach with them and how he coaches those guys. Um, and there's a level of feedback that's consistent. You know, when they do well, man, he is really positive that they've done something well. And when they don't do it the way that he's coached them to do it or the results aren't, then he's really transparent with them. You know, and I think there's a, there's a respect there because they know that – that he's always going to truthful, and when it's when it's his fault, he takes ownership of it from a coaching perspective. And so, um, he's done a really good job developing those that room. The, the, the slow start happened last week. You said that there were some things as coaches y'all can do to get going again, and I understand it was derailed yeah. um, a little bit. But points seem important this week, I would guess. What does it look like when you try to engineer something? Is it is it formations? Is it tempo? Some of the things you talked about. Yeah, is I think tempo tempo is a piece of it, Mike. You know, and last week, man, I really thought, you know, we convert that third down, we get a holding call, and it, it it was borderline. You know, I could argue it was holding, or I could argue it wasn't holding, but they called it, so it was. Um, but my opening drive, I thought we were off to a good start. We had good plays, um, kept them off balance, and I felt good about our energy. 
You know, I thought defensively we started pretty strong. Um, and so, you know, some of, the, some of the adjustments we had on the road, I thought, paid off, even though we ne- didn't necessarily score there. Um, but I thought there were some positive signs. Um, and, and then we've, we've started pretty well at home, so we'll stay consistent with what we've done. But the thing that – I guess what you're asking probably, Mike, is, okay, when you struggle, what do you do to kind of get them, get them going? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. yeah. And so I think there's a couple things is uh, tempo's an answer. You know, I thought that – I thought our pace last week was just really, really slow. And sometimes you get lulled into that with Iowa State because they play at such a slow pay, play, pace. But I just thought that our pace of play offensively was really, really slow. And I'm not saying that we're going to come out and play 100 miles per hour all the time, but we can't. You know, we're running the play clock down, all, and that's not – there, there was no need to do that in that game. So we've got to, we've got to speed up our quarterback. Um, and I think when you do press the tempo, it does create energy, right? Now to do that, you got to get made first downs, and we didn't have a whole lot of those the other day. Um, the other thing too is I think just we got to get some touches to our better players early. You know, the guys that we want to feature, we got to get those guys involved early. Does that garner any increased? sense of frustration at all just because I know you're tuning out the noise is what you have to do and honestly we all should probably do and get off social media more but it it being year four the season not going the way anybody would want it to go and I know we we talked a similar question to that last week about changing preparation for road games how do you fix things in the middle of a game and then for it to kind of happen again just any final message to, to any fans just off of the frustration that you may have or just kind of what's gone on since things haven't seemingly fixed themselves enough. Yeah, you know, I think that when you look at it, the only game that I got a real issue with is that Texas Tech game. You know, like I thought the game on Saturday was winnable and we didn't make the winning plays. Um, but I can I can handle how our guys played. And, and I thought they were prepared. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like how we played offensively. Um, but I don't think – I think that was more of an execution. And us as coaches, we can do a better job of putting them in position. Um, but I don't think it was an effort standpoint. And so for me is, is this, is we're going to play an entertaining brand of football on Saturday. And everybody in this building is working their ass off to, to put a win on. And we want to do something that hasn't been done since we joined the Big 12. And we've got a good energy about us. Uh, I think there's a strong belief, you know. And we're not looking at it as three games. We're looking at it as one. You know, we're looking at it as, as one game. And how can we get better today so we can – have a chance to be better on Wednesday and then get to Saturday. And then we got to make the plays and we're capable of doing it. We did it against Baylor. Baylor's a really good football team. And we just got to be able to, to put those together consistently in a game against a quality opponent like Oklahoma. So, all right. Thanks y'all.